in this week's parsha, towards the end of the Mabul, Noyach sends out a dove to be able to tell whether the water had subsided enough. What is the state of the water? Has the water become light enough on the face of the ground? Noyach sends out the dove. The dove comes out back with a leaf from an olive tree, which is a proof to Noyach that now the water had subsided enough. The question is, where did this leaf actually come from? If everything was wiped out, if all living matter was like wiped out, it was a very strong marble seemingly, all trees would have also not been left standing in their original form. Where could have this leaf possibly come from? Rashi doesn't say anything about this. Rashi usually does answer anything that would be a question in the simple reading of the Psukim. Now the Medrish brings two opinions. Opinion number one is that it brought it from Eretz Yisroel. According to this Medrish, the Mabul did not come into Eretz Yisroel. Another opinion is that the gates of Ganeiden were opened up for the dove and the dove brought this leaf from Ganeiden. The problem with this is, is number one, Rashi should have mentioned one of these things clearly if this is what he's going by. And number two, these pirushim don't seem to fit very well with Derech Hapshat, with the simple meaning of the psukim. Number one, to say that it's coming from Ganeiden even though it's understandable why the Mabul wouldn't have been in Ganeiden, because there wouldn't have been all the corruption in Ganeiden as there was on earth. However, how would have the dove gotten into Ganeiden? We know from Parshas Bereshis already that Hashem had set up a revolving sword with Malachim not to allow anything or anyone into Ganeiden. Furthermore, how would have bringing a leaf from Ganeiden, a place where the Mabul didn't exist, how would have that been any proof to Noyach with the state of the water in the place where he, where, where he is found, where he is? The same problem is also with saying that the leaf is coming from Eretz Yisroel. If the Mabul wasn't there, how is it going to prove what the state of the water of the flood is currently in the place where Noyach is? Even to say that some of the water flooded into Eretz Yisrael from outside of Eretz Yisrael still wouldn't prove of how the Mabul is doing outside of Eretz Yisrael. In addition to this, says the Rebbe, we actually must say that the Mabul was in Eretz Yisrael as well. Why do we have to say this? So the Rebbe explains this based on the following machloikas that we find in the Medrash of how the water actually rose all over the world. The Pasuk tells us that the water was 15 amois above the top of the mountains. Now in the Medrash there's two opinions. One opinion is the way we would usually imagine it, that the water was rising from the ground up. So if you have 15 amois on top of the top mountain, that means the water rose all the way to the top of the mountain. So now you have water hundreds of feet high or thousands of feet high. And on top of the top mountain, it's going further, 15 amois on top of that. However, that, so that's one opinion in the Medrash. There is another opinion in the Medrash that actually says, no, it was 15 amois in every single place on earth, it was 15 amois high. So just by way of illustration, try to imagine if you're standing next to a piece of flat ground, and then near you, somewhere lower down, there's a lower valley, in that valley, the, the, the water would have been 15 amis high. Where you are, up a little higher, is in, again 15 amis high from where you are. If there's some steps near where you are, or a high rooftop, again, there would be 15 amis on top of that place. A little bit hard to imagine how that happens with water, 
We could more imagine it maybe with snow, where there's different levels in the snow, but with water, usually it would just fill up the full lower ground first and then rise higher and higher and then go up to the top mountains, etc. So these are the two opinions in the Medrash of how the water actually worked. Obviously, this second way would have been a much more greater miracle. Now, according to Rashi, Rashi clearly says that it was an, the water was all filling up all the lower spaces were fir- first filled up with water, and then above the top mountain it was 15 amis, as the first explanation that we just said. In other words, at first everything was filled with water, all the water was rising together, until then filling up above the top mountain. And the reason why Rashi would say this is for, for a few reasons, a few points. Number one, when there isn't a necessity to say that there was a special miracle, so then it's the opposite of the simple reading of the Psukim to say that there is a miracle and the Pasuk didn't even tell it to us. This would be a huge miracle to have to say that where you're standing there's 15 amis of water and then there's like a step in the water and then there's 15 amis higher, etc., etc. And this would have been going on for a very long time, the whole time, the whole duration of the Mabal. In addition to this, it seems to be a miracle that there would be no necessity for it. Why would there be such a miracle? Also, the simple reading of the Psukim, Chamesh Amo Milmailo, sounds like it's just above the top mountain. Not wherever you go is 15 Amois. And at any level you are, it's always 15 Amois. And finally, and this is the point that's going to be most relevant now to this Sicha, the, the Teva, as we know, rested on the tap and on the top of Hare Ararot, on top of the Ararot Mountains. Why did it rest on top of the mountains? Seemingly, this is making life more difficult for Noyach. He now has to climb down the mountain. And the reason would be is because when it reaches the top of the mountain, when the water subsides enough that now the Teva could rest on the top of the mountain, there's still plenty, plenty, plenty of water on the lower grounds. There's still, as we said before, possibly hundreds of feet of water. But on the top of the mountain, it now subsided enough that the Teva could actually rest on the top of the mountain. If, however, we should say that it's 50 namois wherever you go is always 50 namois, their level of water is always the same, then for the same price, the Teva could have, could have uh, settled on a lower ground. Again, just the 50 namois have to subside a little bit. The 11 namois, as the Torah says, that's how much it had to subside for the Teva to finally um, settle. And that could have been done anywhere. So based on the idea that it that it settled on the top of Mount Ararat, that itself proves that the 15 Amis were only on the top of Mount Ararat, whereas at lower grounds there was much greater levels of water. Says the Rebbe, if we should say that in Eretz Yisrael there was no Mabel, even if some water flowed into Eretz Yisrael from other places, then surely the water would have, been, would have subsided there much earlier than all the other lands, any water that would have been there. It would have been the easiest thing for the Teva to actually settle in Eretz Yisroel and Noyach could come right out and there's no reason to wait for all the water to have to subside. And therefore we have to say that Al-Derech Abshat in Eretz Yisroel there was a Mabel. So in order to understand all of this, the Rebbe says there's another few things that we need to understand. The Pasuk tells us that as a result of bringing this olive leaf, Noyach now knew that the water had subsided and is much lighter, etc., etc. Now, surely 
This water would have started subsiding quite a while back. As Noyach himself knows, the Teva has now been settling, etc., etc. Noyach wants to, however, know not only that the water had subsided, but that it's close enough to the time that it'll actually be able to go out onto the dry land, etc., etc. So the question would then be, how would it be any sort of proof from bringing a leaf from an olive tree, which is possible this olive tree is on the top of some sort of tall mountain, where yes, at the top of that mountain there was no water already for quite some time at the top of that tree, but how is that going to help Noyach to know what's happening on the lower grounds? The Rebbe also asks, why is it specifically that he did bring an olive leaf? And why does the Torah have to emphasize this? So to explain, the Rebbe says that the Chazal tell us in a number of places that the olive tree is actually a very, very strong tree. And therefore, there's no need to say that the olive tree, since it is a very strong tree, it's very, there's no need to say that it was destroyed. It's very, very possible that it actually remained intact. On the other hand, of course, we would understand that there's no way that these leaves would have survived even if it's a strong tree. Definitely they wouldn't be able to remain fresh, nice leaves looking the way they are supposed to, etc., etc., especially being submerged in water for so many months. Furthermore, the Rebbe says, we have to say that the leaf that it brought was a fresh leaf and that it would have grown after the time that the tree was submerged in water and now it's no longer covered already for a long time, so now we can have a fresh leaf which will prove to Noyach that the, wa- that the water must have subsided already enough for the land to soon be ready to settle on, etc. This will also tell us how Noyach could know that it's not a leaf that was just floating around somewhere in the water because clearly there will be a difference between a fresh leaf just plucked from the tree different to a leaf that would have been in the water submerged for a very, very long time. Says the Rebbe to make this even more understandable, that even a child could understand that it must be that this was a, a leaf that was plucked off the tree. Now, Rashi says on the word Alei Zayis Tarof, Rashi says the word Tarof over here means that it was just pulled off the tree. That's what the word Tarof means, it was pulled off the tree. Because there is other ways of understanding this word. That means the Torah is emphasizing it had to be pulled off. Number one, telling us that it wasn't just floating around. And number two, it has to be pulled off because it's coming from a strong tree. You need some effort to pull it off. Says the Rebbe, with this we can understand one more point. On the words by Yeshoiku Amoyim, the water had either cooled down or subsided, different ways of understanding it, as we'll see right now. Rashi says this is like the Pasuk Keshoich Hamas HaMelech in the Megillah, when Ahasuerus' anger had calmed down. Rashi says, So the Mepharshim tried to explain that what Rashi is saying is similar to the Gemara, that the marble was boiling hot water. And just like in the anger of the king, he had cooled down. So now Rashi is telling us that this word also means the water was now cooling down. However, if Rashi would have meant it, why doesn't he say it was boiling water? And what does he mean by these words? So the Rebbe says what Rashi is trying to tell us is not that it was boiling water. Boiling water would have been a problem actually for the olive tree to be able to survive in all of that. Rather, Rashi is trying to tell us, means the word just means that the water is subsiding, it's calming down, it's coming down, similar to the anger calming down, but not from the word of cooling down. Finally, the Rebbe deals with Yenish Altoida, with the Chassidus of all of this, and the Rebbe says, based on this idea that in Eretz Yisrael there was the Mabel, 
The Rebbe says this fits with what Chassidus tells us about the Mabul, that the Mabul wasn't only about a punishment. The Mabul was about bringing extra purity to the world, similar to what a mikveh does, bringing purity. That's why a mikveh is 40 sa'ah, and the Mabul was 40 days. Says the Rebbe, just because the Mabul, if, if Eretz Yisrael didn't have the Mabul, then you would say that it also is not gaining the purity as a result of the Mabul. But according to the way we explained it in Eretz Yisrael and Pshut Shal Mikra, the Mabul was, then we'll also understand that Eretz Yisrael will surely gain to all of the Kedusha that it has already an additional purification as a result of the Mabul. And therefore it has the greatest Kedusha.